Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another podcast, Inside Polling. It is great to be back. I hope everybody had a great holiday, fantastic new year. Uh, It's going to be a busy, busy year in 2022 in politics. We have midterm elections, and what does that mean for people who don't uh, listen Uh, and watch politics all the time. We've got every single congressional seat up uh, for re-election. And we have about a third of the Senate races up. And of course, what does that mean? So generally, any time a president is in, uh, two years later, midterm is their report card. And generally, and most always, The party that is in favor in the presidency loses uh, many seats in Congress and sometimes the Senate. So where does this take us right now? We've got Biden just finishing up his first year. Today, we're going to take a look back at uh, his year, where he stands right now, where he was, um, and the reasons why. I think that's kind of important. Uh, We're going to look back a little bit on the Virginia race, um, which, you know, last time I was with you was, what, two days before the Virginia race. We talked about, you know, the change of the climate, the change of what is going on with the voters, the change of which the the party and, and who now is in each party. I mean, just to rewind a few months ago, what we talked about and discussed was a, a lot of items about how... The people, if you want to call it in richer communities, affluent communities, were moving more from Republican to Democrat. The working class group, you want to call it blue collar, uh, moving from Democrat unions to sliding to Republicans. Uh, women, of course, embedded in the Democratic Party, uh, but but in the Virginia race, and we kind of saw this cracking is what, what, how are they going to vote in Virginia with all of the new topics and stands that each party has made? And of course, the Hispanics which, and the Latinos that have been predominantly Democrat, Trump making inroads with them, and where were they going to break? And where are they going to break? We talked about the Democratic Party, uh, and and listen today, I took a bit. Uh, I took a, a big flack, by the way, from a lot of the Republican Republicans on the last one, uh, and I'm not going to talk too many about the Republicans this time because I don't think that really should be discussed about where the GOP sits. The Virginia race was pretty clear. We talked about it ahead of the, the election, which was the Dems are on a different path now. They used to be union based blue-collar-based, minority-based. We now have issues with COVID, hot topic. Mandates, hot topic. Vaccines in children with children, hot topic. Um, the, of course, education. What is being taught to the kids? Should parents have a say? 
Should moms have a say? Should dads have a say? To uh, city crime, what's going on in California, Portland, San Francisco? Uh, is that important? Uh, the Dems pushing hard on COVID relief, right? This is all the items that were going on. Republicans, of course, standing firm saying, nope, family matters. Um, parents should have a view on what's being taught. We talked even a little bit about transsexuals, which again, is becomes a, it's, it's a topic. All these topics add up. What matters? What doesn't matter? So, people came to me and said, hey, what happened in Virginia? Well, what happened in Virginia was, was clear. And I love elections. I love elections. Because people get to talk. All of our opinions don't matter. And again, it's time to vote. In Virginia, where it leans 10% or more Democrat, voted Republican. I mean, think about that. In New Jersey, which is what, 17% Dem? I mean, the Dems barely won there. So here's the question I get all the time. And listen, if I say something negative about the Republicans, Republicans go crazy. If I say something negative about the Democrats, they go crazy. We're down the middle here. If you're new to the show, welcome. We're the fastest growing podcast. We're right down the middle. But the, here's the difference. We're telling the truth. I'm not going to tell you what Fox says because sometimes that's a bunch of BS. And I'm certainly not going to tell you what CNN says because I don't know what's going on over there. That's just the disgrace of a channel. And Fox too, by the way. I don't even watch either one of them. But sometimes you can't even help it. And again, I'm not going to discuss what was on at Fox today. I'm going to purely talk about the question I get the most, which is, why is Joe Biden's numbers where they are? Hey, I like the guy. Hey, oh my gosh. Good old Joe. Uncle Joe, right? We're going to, we're going to discuss purely about who's in power. The Democrats are in power. Like it? Love it? Hate it? Whatever? Don't care about it? That's great. That's who we're going to discuss today. Nobody should be discussing. You turn on CNN and MSNBC, all they're talking about is Republicans. Nobody cares. They're out of power. It's the Democrats' turn to raise their hand and say, it's my report card. I'm the one who's supposed to be rated now. You're not supposed to be rating Republicans. They're not in power. They're not going to agree with anything that the Democrats say right now. You know that. And vice versa. When Republicans were in power on Trump's first election. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit. Let's start with what happened in Virginia. The Democrats spoke, the Independents spoke, and the Republicans spoke. The Democrats were going off on a, on a path that was clear to me. I'm sure clear to everybody. But again, remember what we discussed the other day, the last time we were here. CNN... MSNBC and Fox are brainwashing us. Brainwashing. They're making it. That's all they talk about. So here they are. They're locking in. And I'm going to tell you an interesting story about myself. And yes, I have been involved in politics. Yes. Um, I'm not right now. I don't, I don't choose to be and don't want to be. But early, early on, early 20s for my hometown, I was going to run 
I was going to run for town council. So the first, uh, we got together with the party. It was a meeting. We had just lost a massive election, one-sided. So do you know what everybody talked about in that? Oh my gosh. We need to stand up even more for our beliefs. We need to lock down even more. We need to be even more hardcore. And I raised my hand after they got done talking. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a newbie to this, right? A little nervous. And I said, don't you think we should be reaching out instead of pulling back in? We just got our butts kicked. Don't you think it's time to reach out to independence? Don't you think we should try to attract uh, from the other party? Don't you think we should move a little bit more towards the middle? No, 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 no. We need, see, this is the reason why we lost. We need to lock down even harder. So, Virginia, New Jersey, and what happened to uh, some of the bills out there about police and removing the police got blown up. So, the Dems have one year, right, from November, which, by the way, we're already 60 days later, okay? You only got, <laughs> you only got 10 more months, basically, to the election. What are Democrats going to do to hold the fort, to change, turn the wheel, do a Yui, put it in reverse, right? Are they going to lock down even harder on these all these new issues? All these new issues. These are not the issues of the old days. So what are they going to do? 10 more months. 10 more months. Let's discuss the number one question. Why, why is Joe Biden struggling in the polls? Let's go through the polls real quick. Let's get those out of the way. And then let's discuss a few things of why um, they're struggling. But let's get to, let's let's dig in. So let's talk about when when Biden got first into when he first uh, got into office. He had a fifty six percent approval rating and a thirty five percent disapproval. And by the way, who doesn't like Joe Biden? I mean, you know, right? Good old Joe, Uncle Joe, right back in the day. I always liked Joe. I mean, I don't I haven't met too many people who didn't like Joe Biden. You know, nice guy. You know, maybe have a beer with Joe, right? And then he becomes president. He starts off with a 56% approval, pretty good. 35% disapproval. That's phenomenal. Basically, two-thirds of the country saying, Joe, we like you. There's nothing I don't not like about you. We know the faults, right? We know the positives, but let's take you through, I'm going to take you through just since December, okay? December 1st, some of the polls. And I'm going to repeat some of the polls because some of the polls have come out more than once. Uh, and I'm going to run through them real quick. And uh, so let's start with Reuters, okay, Reuters. And I'm just going to give you kind of the big the big polls. Um I'm going to run you through the all the approvals and the disapprovals. And here we go. Reuters, 46 approval, 49 disapproval. 
Investors Business Daily, 43-43 split. CNBC was 41-50 disapproval. Politico, 45-51. NPR, 43-51. Monmouth, a 40 approval and a 50 disapproval. YouGov, 42-53. Reuters, a 48-48 split. And by the way, this is about when uh, uh, we had gotten to, I'd say, you know, right around November... Uh, when uh, the election was, uh, Biden was probably at one of his lowest. He's at about his lowest again right now. Um, so he started crawling up uh, right before the holidays, you know, around mid-December, actually. He gained, I'd say, approximately, he was at about three percentage points. So we're going to start to see that now kick into place here. Uh, the Hill has 45 approval, 50% disapproval. Gallup, 43% approval, 51% disapproval. CNN, who actually does a, a, a decent poll, 48% approval, 52% disapproval. Politico, 46-51. NPR, again, 42-55. Fox, who does a good poll, 47-51. YouGov, 43-51. Reuters, 48-46. Approval to disapproval. So here we are. He, we, he's gained those couple of percentage points. So some of the polls that lean a little more Biden have put them actually, for the first time, approval ahead of disapproval. Insider Advantage is 41 approval, 58 disapproval. CNBC, 44 to 56 disapproval. Politico, 43, 53. So this thing starts opening back up again. Uh, Trafalgar, 40 approval, 56 disapproval. YouGov, 42 to 50. USA Today, uh, which is just, again, like CNN. I don't know what's going on over there. Um this let me just this is the poll they do okay 40 percent approval 54 percent disapproval okay so it's a what's at a minus 14 do you know what their headline was for this poll okay so this tells you just how democrat that they could possibly be which puts them at a situation where i mean usa today used to be kind of down the middle what when it first came out this is how far they've come this is the headline this is the headline when the approvals 40 to 54 Headline reads, in quotes, red flag for GOP on the midterms. Huh? Red flags for the GOP on the midterms for this poll. 40, okay. With, with, a, with our president being 40% 54. This is what we talk about like we discussed last time. 98% of the headlines are going to lean one way. The problem with that is, the Democrats read the headlines. They read the articles. They watch CNN. They watch MSC. So they're believing what they're reading, which is leaning one way, which doesn't tell you what the public thinks. My main, One of my main talks about today is going to be missing the point. You're missing the point if you don't watch or read both sides equally. You're missing the point. And this is why... You, you can't fool the American public anymore. You can't put headlines out and people just believe it. The American public understands and knows because of social medias out there that discusses all sides all the time. So you can get the facts quickly. Where in the old days, you had no internet, right? So we just believe what ABC said and NBC said and CBS said. And then the newspapers, we get it right a day older, a day later, and then we read that and we believe it. But back then it was just flat news. Now it's opinions. 
It's just opinions. Fox's opinion, CNN's opinion. But CNN used to be actually a real news organization. I don't think Fox ever was. They were always one-sided to try to compete with all of the 98% on the other side. So there's a huge market out there for anybody grasping for anybody who's saying anything positive about Republicans because nobody is. Nobody is. So let's continue with the polls. YouGov, 43-51. Reuters, 45-51. Rasmussen, 41-59. We know that one leans right. And Investors Business Daily, uh, which before had uh, Biden just up a little bit, then drops back down, okay? So where do we stand? Biden's approval rating, basically disapproval. Approval is around 42, which it can't get much lower than that. I mean, Trump's lowest, lowest point ever was probably around 39, 40. Okay, so, but 42 is about his number. He would always range, his middle ground was around 43, 44, 42. And that's where Biden is. So for all the people that said to Republicans, how do you possibly support Trump? Well, now you understand why. If you do support Biden, you now understand, right? You're the minority now. You are the minority now supporting Biden. Because the Trump people are saying, how the hell are you supporting Biden? I mean, how is it humanly possible? Right? So they believe as strongly as you believe in Biden as they did in Trump. Okay? So it's 50-50 now. Now you know what it feels like. The difference is 98% of the press is still somewhat supporting Biden. So, you know, let's discuss a few topics of why. Now, Biden ran off, remember, ran off uh, overseas, had a little quick trip, did not go well, um, and numbers fell like a rock. Uh, he, listen, his, he is who he is. He is who he is. First of all, the American public can see it. You can love him. You could be the most hardcore Democrat. But he's old. He's old. And again, he misses the point. The average American with a family, with a couple kids, with kids in school, do you think can relate to what Joe Biden is saying? No. So what happens? Virginia. What happens? New Jersey. Well, wait a minute. What about... I understand all the whatabouts, but put yourself... At the age of a family, a mom with two kids in elementary school. That is the American worker. So these are the people that vote, too. These are the people that Dems are losing because of all of the new topics and the agenda that they want. So let's talk about the Democratic agenda. What is it? I mean, can anybody raise their hand and talk about the agenda right now of the Democrats? So let's discuss a little bit of different things that people have said and why I think the Dems are losing control of the average person out there. Number one, and I'm going to read you a lot of quotes today. 
This is not going to be my opinion. A lot of quotes. Here's an interesting statement that I wrote down that I wanted to get over to you. Biden's top aide, Ron Klain, is the chief of staff, okay? Biden's chief of staff is complaining the press is, is being too negative on Biden. I mean, just think about that. All of the Republicans out there are laughing right now. Do you realize that? Or laughing at that statement. Can you imagine if 98% of the press was Republican? What Biden's numbers would be? People see through this. They hear about it. They see it. They laugh about that. Everybody knows the press is not negative. All right. Let's move to another topic. Hispanics. Okay, topic number two. In 2020, Trump made some inroads with Hispanics and Latino voters. Nationally, Trump won 32% of this, of this voting group, and 68% went for Biden. Now, but in Florida, 46% went for Trump, and in Texas, 41%. But nationally, 32%. So the Wall Street Journal does a poll, comes out and says, okay, for this group, where do you stand now? It's 50-50 now. Okay? So think about that swing for a second. Now, we know. we got a long way to go. This is not a presidential election. Um, things change. People go with the waves. Biden's numbers will come back a little bit. We know that. That's the way it swings, always back and forth. But... This is a big this is a big number when you talk about a race like in Virginia. Sure, there's not a there's not a ton of Latino and Hispanics there compared to maybe Texas or Florida or Arizona. But Biden's approval rating with Hispanics is 42%, right on the number. Okay? But this is and used to be a dem stronghold. You say, well, it doesn't really matter. No, it does. Remember, you've the minority vote, you lost a little bit during the uh, the 2020 race. Now, you're looking at a 50-50 split with an approval rating of 42% from one of your strong groups. So think about that. Put that together with the moms in Virginia. Put that together with the working families in Virginia. Okay, so are you starting to see where I'm heading with this? You've got a presidency that's talking about complaining the press is too negative. You've got a slippage in women in Virginia, proven. A slippage in working class families, proven in Virginia. You've got a slipping race with Hispanics. Now, let me just read you what the Dem, the Dem strategist wrote. This is a quote. Leftist movement made it less appealing for Latinos. Again, in quotes. This group does not harbor radical views on American society and racism and white supremacy. They are instead a patriotic, upwardly mobile working class group with quite, quite practical down-to-earth concerns. Democrats will either learn to focus or lose this vital group of voters. Okay, so again... What are the Dem topics? Okay, we're not going to run through them. We did it last on the last podcast. 
But what are they discussing? What's number one? Well, we know we we know Trump, right? That's losing in Virginia. COVID, well, that didn't work in Virginia. Uh, schooling, what we're going to teach our schools, that didn't work in Virginia. Okay, it's not working with Latinos. They don't care. Okay, uh, helping people, uh, sending out checks instead of working, people quitting their jobs, it's not working. So, New York Times then writes, this is topic number three I'm going to run to, on potential Biden replacements for 2024. So they're already setting them up. So think about that. They're writing articles, the New York Times is writing articles on the replacements for Biden in 24. So they made a quick little, little list. Harris, the VP, who, by the way, I have her rating somewhere here. Her rating, oh, I forgot to mention this one. Is at 32%, but you know what USA Today said? Good news. This is up from 28%. <laughs> Are you seeing a trend yet? Harris's number is at 32%, which is up from 28% in December. 32% approval rating. Okay, so she's number one on the list. You got Buttigieg, who's done a horrific job, okay, with the ships out in, out in California. And then he makes a crazy statement, which I have written down probably in quotes here, but I'll just, I'll just phrase it. He basically says, word for word, as I'm digging away here, um, if you don't, because of the high gas prices in the rural areas, you should go out and buy an electric vehicle. That'll really help. Pete, come on, man. First of all, electrical vehicles are super expensive. You got to hook them up. They cost power. They they make they cost uh, money through electric. What do you think? They're free? They're not free. And that's a solution to the high gas prices. Oh God, missing the point. Missing the point, Pete. Let's continue with their list. They got Elizabeth Warren. How do you think that's going to play with the independents? Amy Klobuchar. Amy, you're really nice. That's not going to play. They put, they threw out the Rhode Island governor, the uh, North Carolina governor. They even threw out, I mean, who's writing for the New York Times? They threw out Phil Murray, Murphy in New Jersey governor, who barely just won. He's now he's going to run for president. Stacey Abrams, who doesn't have, who's going to be running for governor in, uh, in Georgia. Should be a really wild race to watch, by the way. One of the great ones. And, and here's just two I, I throw out. Is, is Cuomo going to run? Right? Is Cuomo going to run? And is Newsom going to run out in California? You know it. You know that. You know those two. Had, their egos are so big. They had they had all the plans to run, and they're gonna they're gonna run because there's no chance, no chance, Biden's gonna run. And you know I've sat here. I don't think Biden's gonna make it anyway till then. But um, there's no chance he's gonna run. So what does the White House do when New York Times writes this article? They get all sensitive. Oh, no, Biden's going to run. No, he's running. I mean, is there anybody out there who thinks that Joe Biden's going to run? Um, let's get to the next topic. Let's talk about in, in this infatuation with Trump and DeSantis. Why is it that every single time you could turn on CNN 
or go to their website, CNN.com, and click on it. You see DeSantis's name. Oh, by the way, I shouldn't say that because there was not one article about DeSantis when Florida's numbers were best in the country. Did you notice that? Not one article, not one statement about it. You didn't even know DeSantis was alive until Florida just caught up to the rest of the country and became one of the top 10 hotspots again. And, and, and it's like CNN wants to celebrate that. Want the, and, and their infatuation with Trump and DeSantis. Do you know that people see through that? Like the common person, not the hardcore. They love that, right? Again, it's meat to a lion. They're feeding you. But again, it's missing the point. Does anybody, does an independent care that your news organization is talking about DeSantis, which everybody wants to go to Florida or Texas? So they're writing, a ne- they're constantly writing how negative Florida is, but everybody's going there and everybody's going to Texas. From all the democratic states, and and how'd you like how'd you like CNN's our, uh, news uh, headline uh, a couple weeks back? Where's Where's DeSantis? Right. So Florida then creeps back up on their COVID. So their articles. Where's DeSantis? He hasn't done a news conference. DeSantis comes back and says, um, "Did you forget my wife has cancer and I'm with her every single time she's getting treatment?" I mean CNN. I mean. It's just too much. It's too much to handle. And people see through it. The common person sees through it. And the and the infatuation with what happened in January 6th. Now, okay, you're an independent person who goes out to restaurants. You put your kids in school. You're concerned about your kids, right? Education, wearing a mask, okay, in school. You're worrying about them getting together with their friends, communicating, and all you hear about, of course, is, and this is this is a big time issue, is is the health of our children. So, and this is, do you think they're concerned about what happened on January 6th of last year? Awful. Awful moment in our political history. I get it. Horrific. But it's not at that dinner table. It's not. It's just not. It passed. It was awful. We don't have to forget it, right? You you, you want to have a memorial for for uh, 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 you know for what happened? Absolutely. But that's not what the party should be running on. You're missing the point. So let's let's move to. COVID. First of all, I'm not going to tell you my personal views. Well, I will tell you my personal views. First of all, I'm vaccinated. Okay. And I'm boosted. And I believe that people should be vaccinated. But, but, I would never, ever, ever tell anybody that they should put medicine or needle in their arm. And never would I personally attack anybody or uh, or blame their views for not. So what are our what are our stats? You know, we we I, I live in Connecticut, 
about as liberal as it's going to get, right? We've got about 75% of our people, of the people in, in the state, vaccinated. 90% have had at least one dose. The country on fully vaccinated is like 63-ish, 64, whatever. It changes every day. And there's about 79, 80% have had one shot. Okay, so let's just say 20% of the country is not going to be getting it. Accept it. Accept that fact. You are never going to convince 100% of the people to do anything. First of all, 100% of the people don't even believe the world is round. Okay? So if we look over time, people fought things consistently. To have 20% only of people in this country not have it is an amazing number. It's an amazing accomplishment. But accept other people's opinions that they don't want to. Poor Djokovic, right? The tennis star in Australia. We've got Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the NFL. And do you guys want to crucify these people? They have a right not to receive medicine, proven or unproven. We can discuss that all day long, right? Has it been fully proven? Who knows? I have it in me. Okay? But... I also respect other people's views. If they don't want to, hey, that's okay. Because if you really truly believe, if you really truly believe the mantra that the Democratic Party has put together, which is if you're vaccinated, you have a better chance of not getting COVID. That is not true. That is not the facts. I mean, AOC, right, goes down to Florida, has a good old time, DeSantis crushes her for being down there, by the way. Don't you find it, don't you find it a little hip, hip, hypocritical? I mean, everybody crushes it, then runs to Texas and Florida and, and gets in their bathing suits and hangs out massless everywhere. <laughs> but wait a minute. We got to wear a mask everywhere, right? I wear a mask. I wear a mask, yes. But I was just down in Florida, and it's like a whole different world there. Now, you say to yourself, well, oh my gosh, right? I mean, people are dying and everything. Listen. It's a tragedy what's happening, but you have to leave it to the people. You have to. This is just my belief. How can I put my opinion on somebody else? Well, they're filling up the hospitals. Yes, you're filling up the hospitals with people who are unvaccinated, but that's their choice. People also smoke cigarettes, which will kill you, right? People eat fatty foods. People are overweight. People don't exercise. These things will shorten your lifespan. Should we make alcohol illegal? Should we make smoking illegal? What what are we going to do? We're going the government what's the government going to do? The government's not forcing people to not smoke cigarettes, but they're but they're trying to mandate people to put a shot in their arm. Okay. So this topic goes everywhere. So um but the Democratic Party went hardcore on if you get the shot, you're not going to get COVID. And if you do, it's going to be great, right? You're only going to have a few symptoms. Thank gosh the new variant is a lot less uh, of a, of a uh, I don't know how we want to say it, a killer than Delta virus was, right? But 
The overall point is that's not the case. You put 10 people vaccinated in a room and 10 people unvaccinated, everybody's got a shot at getting this. That's that's just a fact. And and again, sometimes bad luck in politics happens and what Biden rallied around in the White House was wrong once again and people see through that. Everybody can get COVID. Basically everybody I know has COVID. Okay, and that's in Connecticut. Okay, where we're 90% one shot. Okay, everybody's got COVID. All right, so let's get off that fact. So, but the overall point is you've got the mandate in some of the cities, like New York City. I can't take my kids to New York City because I can't go down to Little Italy and have a dinner because they're mandating that my seven-year-old has a shot. Do you Now, this is where I make a different stand. I'm not. I'm never going to put a vac uh, a vaccine in my my children's arms. Um, that's just not going to happen. It's 16 percent in the country. Okay, these are the facts. 16 percent of the country has put uh, a needle in their kids' arms from you know six to 11. It's not going to happen. That's not happening. Even in Connecticut, most liberal, we're at 32 percent. Listen, we got to draw the line somewhere. Kids have to go to school. I mean, I think I think there's people out there that want to shut the schools down, let the teachers stay home, put the kids back in, on, a, on a computer again, and I and the close. Let's close the restaurants, let's close business again, let's hand out checks. I mean, I think there's a big group out there that really believes that. Now, if that's the case, you know, I think it's great that you're knowledgeable enough to make right decisions, and some people can make their own decisions. But you don't want to be so knowledgeable that you don't want to get out of bed in the morning, right? You can have too much knowledge where you're just living a fear-based life. This is where the Democratic Party is missing it, missing the point. If they are going to run, and we're going to run to this, right, mandates, and we know what's in the Supreme Court right now, Biden is trying to say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to work if you're at a job over 100 people. First of all, drive around your cities and your towns and anywhere you live. Is there help wanted signs everywhere? Okay. So 20% of the workforce is not vaccinated. And we're going to tell all those 20% people you cannot go to work. I'm going to fire you. I'm vaccinated, right? I'm vaccinated. I'm talking to you as a vaccinated person. This is insanity. This is illegal. This is, I mean, <laughs> this is going to lose so bad in the Supreme Court, it's, it's not even going to be funny. And what a disgrace that's going to be for the White House one more time. You cannot force people, to, when they get hired, you go to a corporation Okay, and you sign your contracts and you get in there and you you sign your your paperwork on the things that you can do and you can't do and the things you get fired and you can't fired. Nowhere in there, okay, let's say you work for I don't know, let's say prudential insurance, okay? Do you think prudential insurance has there that they have a right to fire you if you choose not to put medicine not to take a certain medicine? It's it, it's it's insanity. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna shut the workforce down? Now, are there people that say, hey, I don't want to work next to somebody vaccinated or unvaccinated? Okay, well, well, 
we've already moved it from, you know, what, 14 days to 10 days to five days. You know, cloth masks are good, cloth masks are bad. Well, the government's all over the place. You already know, and I learned this, my, my, my little one who is uh, four had COVID. And I said, oh my gosh, right? She's, she's got COVID, this and that. I quickly go online like everybody else, right? We go to Google, what's going on? And it says, well, listen, she's going to be contagious the one or two days before her symptoms start. So anybody who thinks that you're, you're with somebody unvaccinated, you, you already had it. If, if they, when they find out, when a person finds out they have COVID, listen, if they're releasing you five days earlier, early, uh, later already after a positive test, when, you, when you're contagious is already passed. Okay, so stop. I don't want to work next to somebody unvaccinated and vaccinated. Listen, an unvaccinated person can catch it from you. You can catch it to them. It's equal 50-50. So that's going to lose. But again, the American public and where does it stand in the elections is what matters. It doesn't matter what my opinion is. The, the opinion is here that we want to discuss is where is the middle class person bringing their views? They want to go to work. They want to put their kids in school. They want to go to the restaurants. They want to go to the supermarkets, throw a mask on, take their mask off when they walk out, put their groceries in their car and go home and rip their mask up and throw it in the garbage and, and get a new one for the next day. And that's what they want to do. They want to work. The American public wants to work. Hispanics, Latinos want to work, right? It doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, yellow. They want to work. You want to put your kids in school. People are sick and tired of having the government telling them what to do. Do you think a soccer mom wants to be told what to do? Do you think, and we discussed this, right? In the podcast, in Virginia spoke, New Jersey spoke, enough's enough. Enough's enough. So cool the Jets. Big topic, big topic. And then and then what does Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor say, right? During the oral arguments. And this again, this is the CNN effect. You ready? She says, the Omicron variant is so severe. And this is a quote, by the way. This is a quote. So severe that we have over 100,000 children in serious condition and many on ventilators. <laughs> so, Sotomayor, you missed the point and you're wrong. So the poor director of Center in Disease has to come up, right? Imagine how would you like to be? How would you like to be Rochelle Walensky? Okay, <laughs> Doctor Rochelle Walensky. How would you like to be when you have to be the one that they put in front of the mic to say, "Oh, uh, um, excuse me, Miss uh, Supreme Court Justice, you're wrong." Um, so she comes on and says, "She's directors of the Centers of Disease, okay, control." It has to say that the actual number is under thirty five hundred. Okay, the first one, we don't want we don't want any kids in the hospital. We don't want kids in the hospital for cancer, for flu, for COVID, for whatever, right? So 3,500 is too much, period, anyway, right? If they're one, if they're seven, if they're 10, or if they're 18, that's too much. But Sotomayor, this is what we're talking about. This is the fear factor. This is what makes you don't want to get out of bed in the morning. It's for those people. This is, this is what you're feeding the lions the meat. You can't come out and say that 100,000 kids you know, are in serious condition and on ventilators. You just can't say that. 
You just can't say that. Now, so again, the American public sees through this. Not the, not the hardcore Democrats, okay? Because you're never going to convince 35% of the, uh, the hardcore Republicans of anything, right? Of anything. And you're never going to convince 35% of Democrats of anything. They're so locked in that this show is not for them. This show is for, is for free thinkers that can somewhat think of the other side or lean one way or the other. So that's the COVID topic. And, we can, and my gosh, we can continue on and on and on about that, right? I mean, that, that could just go on forever. Uh, when we move to uh, CNN... I mean, some of their headlines that they've had, I mean, I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know what they're, we all know it's it's the housewives, uh, uh, and, and we should probably say the husbands too, uh, of CNN over there. I mean, they should just have a reality, they should just turn CNN into a reality show. Just put it on Bravo and just make it into a reality show. It's just an opinion piece, right? It's all it is, just opinions. And Fox is doing the same thing. Um I mean, these are just some of their headlines that came out in the last couple of days. Biden's vow to save democracy. That's their headline. Okay. Go to CNN, by the way. Um, Republican senator admits 2020 electric wasn't rigged. That's their number one headline. Do you think there's a person out there, an independent voter, who's going to be voting in the midterm elections that cares? Do, 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 do the midterm people think that they're trying to save democracy. Biden's trying to save democracy the way that Democrats want. Or did Virginia just talk and say, no, 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 the democracy is okay. We just need to move it actually the opposite way a little bit of where you want it to be. Okay, so again, it's a miss. These are all missteps. They continue to be like my little town committee that sat there and said, no, we need to lock in harder. We need to become more uh, immersed in what we believe no 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 reach out reach out it's the only a way to win elections reach out look what happened to trump he didn't reach out what happened he got clipped let's talk about uh cnn wrote about i just saw that they talked about the january 6th speech that biden had this address may be viewed, this is quotes, either as the rallying cry that saved the Americans' experiment or as the pained eulogy for the democracy that his predecessor and would-be successor seems determined to be destroyed, to destroy. Wow. You wonder why CNN viewership has collapsed 73% since last year. Do you know they only have 642,000 viewers at night now? So, we discussed a lot. I can continue on and on and on about where the Democrats are missing. And that's what we wanted to discuss today. Why? Why are we missing? Because you're just off, you're just off kilter. They're locking in. They're in a belief system that the problem is the press, the news, the newspapers, the online, the websites, the blogs, 
are all leaning one way. Because if you give an opinion on the Republican side, you're going to be attacked instantly by the press. Right? So I'm just going to run through a few other comments I hear here. These are just miscellaneous to run through. These are just the things. One more. These are just all missteps that I jotted down here. Biden departs to Delaware Beach House after telling governors no federal solution to COVID. It's solved at the state level. Okay, this is the same guy that wrote the quote about Trump and tweeted. Here's his tweet, by the way. You ready? I got a Biden tweet before he took over. We're eight months into this pandemic and Trump still doesn't have a plan to get his virus under control. I do. First of all, you can't get the virus under control. The government cannot get the virus under control. It just has to go through the system. We have to get as many people vaccinated. True. At the same time, just to protect people, but at the same time, it has to play its course and people have to live their lives. So I go, I got a couple of girls and I go to uh, dance class, right? I got to drop the girls off, right? I'm, I'm hanging out with a bunch of moms and I sit in the back of the room and, and, and what are they talking about? What are they, what do you think they're talking about? Now, some of you who are addicted to COVID are saying, COVID, COVID. No, 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 no. No one's talking about COVID. I haven't heard the word COVID in, I don't even know from my friends. We got to just live our lives. We got to make money, work, right? And so you know what they discussed? How angry they were that the grocery stores were empty. How ticked off they were about the gas. How upset they were about inflation. This is their jobs, of course, right? So this is what people care about. They care about their kids. They care about their job. And they care about the money they're going to be making for their family. And of course, having a good time, traveling, right? But that's all I heard. I sat in the back and I'm listening. And I'm saying to myself, this is coming on the podcast because you would think if you watch CNN, that anybody in the world would be talking about is COVID. Or maybe DeSantis, how much we hate DeSantis. And by the way, I guess DeSantis is on the bad list again because Florida's numbers are now like 10th in the country now. Where, of course, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, you know, all the the liberal states are the highest. Um, so let's see if I have anything else for you. Um, CNN's other couple headlines here that I wrote down for you. A single sentence that perfectly captures the utter, utter madness of the Trump era. Can you believe that could be a possible headline? A single sentence that, I don't even know what the sentence was. I didn't even look into it. That perfectly captures the utter madness of the Trump era. Is that a news organization over there? Hey, CNN, call me, please. Send me a note. Come on, come on, the, come on this, this podcast and let's have a discussion about what's real and what's not. Okay, they're not a news organization, and they would never have the guts to come on here. By the way, it's a, it's and and I do have a bunch of their their people on there that listen to the show because I see that, and they do reach out. They're never going to come on this show. Um. So. So overall, what do we have? It's January 11th. We're 10 months from the election. We got every house seat up. Uh, people don't discuss this, 
But in the in the 2020 election, do you know that Republicans made gains in the House, especially out in California? You say, well, in California, how is that possible? Yeah, in California, in Orange County. Um, yes, of course, the state is, you know, 70 some odd percent Democrat, you know, no doubt about it. But there's inroads that were made in 2020. And this race is going to be everything. Now, can you imagine what's going to happen if Biden's president, which, you know, I guess he's going to be still in November, and the House flips and the Senate flips Republican? Okay, what's the next two years going to be like? Now, let's put ourselves in November of, of 22. It's November 22. Uh, the Republicans just flipped the House. They gained whatever. Let's just say 25 seats. And it is, uh, let's say, you know, the Senate, you know, leans one way or the other by one or the other. So that's not going to go, you know, let's say the Republicans are up by one there. And Biden's there with two years to go before the, the 24 election. So he has to announce what? In January of 25, which is what? 60 days later that he's not running. Harris is going to run, right? Uh, you're going to see all the people come out of the woodwork. So you're going to have a lame duck president who basically got what done I mean, what is what has biden gotten done here okay and you're seeing it in the numbers and you're gonna have we're just gonna flip to basically another re-election for 24 no one's gonna care about biden and he's gonna walk his way through the the next uh two years and we're gonna have deadlocked government hopefully covid will be on its way out and uh, we'll be living our lives again at least. That would be that's most important than anything that happens in politics, certainly. Um, so, but we've got a super busy year. I'm going to probably jump on board starting, I don't know, maybe June, July, and I'll be with you, you know, every couple months here, uh, just give you an update on, on Biden's approval rating and see where, you know, where the nation is leaning. And we know where the nation's leaning right now. The nation, the nation felt that the we went too far. We wanted to get away from Trump. Now, and this is another possible lesson. I think the Democrats took themselves a little too seriously, which Republicans did in 20. Um, I'm sorry, in, in 16. Is that, was it the Republican agenda that people didn't like or was it Trump they didn't like? So the Dems got in there, felt, you know, super ego-ish. And said, oh, the American public have spoken in 20. We need to flip this the other way. We need to go and give free education. We need to, you know, uh, mandate with COVID. We need to uh, uh, eliminate the police in certain cities that feel that way. And they moved them themselves way overboard where they needed to. So instead of evaluating and saying, well, wait a minute, was it Trump they didn't like? Or was it the Republican agenda, or where does the where does where does the independents where do the independents really want to be? Um, so, and 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 so the Dems now are caught. They they moved all the way away, saying we're in power, like Trump did when he had the House and Senate and blew it all. He blew his, and the Dems are about to blow it all on their side too. And, it's, and remember, it's Republicans' fault in 16. They blew it. They had the House, the Senate, and the presidency and blew it in two years. Blew it. 
And are the Dems going to do the same thing? Well, if you're a Dem and you truly believe in all these things and you lock down, you know you're going to get your butt handed to you. It's just a fact. Uh, one other thing that I was thinking about. Do you remember back in the debates when Trump was pushing Pfizer, Moderna, and everybody else super hard to get the vaccine? And obviously, listen, he wanted it for his re-election, okay? He wanted the vaccine to come out for, for, the, for the election. It didn't happen, but he pushed hard. And listen, I got to give Biden some credit, giving Biden even gave Trump some credit for pushing hard and getting it done. And maybe Trump was the only guy to get that done that fast, which is probably, you know, thank God. But do you remember? And it's really interesting. The Democratic Party is a party for being, having ultimate freedom to do what they want, right? When it comes to abortion, don't tell me, government, don't tell me what to do. It comes to marijuana use, government, don't tell me what to do. When it comes to, you know, being against war or, or uh, you know, picketing and uh, unions, don't tell me what to do. When it comes on going out and, and you know, uh, walking and... You know, Black Lives Matter, which is a Democrat-based uh, group, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to fight government, right? You can never tell me what to do. What would have happened? And I'm just going to leave you with this point today. What would have happened? There's going to be thought about this. If Trump, pushing for the vaccine, <clears throat> decided that he was going to be pro-vaccine and went and got it right out of the gate, and Republicans, you know, who are generally for these things, were pushing the vaccine. And as you know, Harris got up there in his in her debate and said, I will not take a vaccine that Trump is supporting. And you remember that? Do you remember all the Dems before the election that got there and said, I am never would ever take anything that Trump is pushing on a vaccine? What would have happened? Because this is opposite, right? Isn't this an opposite issue? The Dems have always been freedom, freedom, right? Freedom of um, their bodies, freedom uh, to talking, the news, marijuana, abortion, right? Don't tell me what to do, government. And now, kind of like what we talked about last podcast, things are flipping. What would have happened if Trump was pro-vaccine out of the gate? And I mean, I don't know if he was pro or not, but what happens if he pushed the Republicans hard to get it? Would the Democrats be on the flip side right now fighting this? Would they be on the opposite side of this, of this fight? Would they be the ones saying, government, you cannot tell me what to do. Government, you cannot tell me what to put in my body. Because it is a reverse. And was it because of what Trump did? Hmm, interesting to think about. I was thinking about that the other day. Anyway, guys, I've been on a long time. Just wanted to bring you up to tell you what is going on with the polls. Try to answer some questions of all my Democratic friends that tell me all the time, inside polling, why are we slipping in the polls? Why did we lose Virginia? Why did we almost lose New Jersey? I mean, that's insane. And what's going to be happening with the midterms? we got an exciting year, brand new year, 2022. 
big time change is going to be happening once this election's over, by the way, no matter how it kind of plays out. What's going to happen with Biden? Uh, what's going to happen with the Supreme Court uh, with, with, with the COVID mandates? I think that's going to be huge. And all of these issues that have been going on, and it's the, it's the Democratic hold, they hold everything in their hands, right? Republicans really can't do anything. And it's up to the Republicans to show the American public, nope, we're on the right side, vote for us in 10 months. It's only 10 months away. It seems like a lifetime, but it comes quick. Guys, it is always a blessing to have you. I love you all. Thanks for all the, the, uh, the notes. We are well over 25,000 people now uh, listening. Every time we do this, I'm sure this is going to grow uh, like crazy as we get closer to November. Uh, again, this is free. No commercials. We're the only podcast that does that. I'm just interested in giving you the facts down the middle, show you where we are in the polls, show you what the American public is really thinking, the middle middleman person, independent voter. And uh, we hope to... Uh, we hope you'll come on board next time too, and I'll let you know uh, when we're up next. Guys, love you all. Be safe, be healthy, and uh, hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you soon.